Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Haunted HTX Podcast. I'm your host, Zach. Remember, if you have a story you'd like to share for the podcast, please email me at hauntedhtx at gmail.com. This is week four of spooky season, and without much further ado, let's get to the stories. This story comes from I'm Not Named May. My childhood friend was my dead aunt. She may have led me to her body. When I was 10 years old, my grandfather passed away, leaving the old family home to my mother. It is one of those old Victorian homes that's been in the family for well over 100 years. The house came with a plot of land in the back that at that point was basically a forest of trees. Me, being 10 years old with a huge imagination, decided it would be the best place to go exploring. As I was exploring, I ran into another girl. I said hello and asked what her name was and if she lived around here. She said her name was Kay and said her house was close. This made me happy to have another kid my age to play with. I asked her if she wanted to play and she agreed. From then on, for a whole year, Kay and I were best friends and played together after school on weekends. The only problem was Kay only wanted to play in the forest and wouldn't go anywhere else. But again, I was happy to have a friend, so I didn't question it. But then my grandfather got sick and was given less than a year to live. Our family moved back to be with him for his final days. He actually ended up living for another year before we lost him. After a while, my parents and I moved back home. But when I got back, Kay never came over. Days went by, and then weeks and months, and no Kay. Eventually, I moved on and figured she moved away. It wasn't until 15 years later I realized who Kay was. My parents decided to move into a retirement community and left the house to me and my fiancé. About a week moving in, I was going through some old family photos when I got to a picture of my mother, my grandfather, my grandmother, and another girl. But not just any girl. It was Kay. I was sure of it. I was completely freaked out. I took the photo to my mother and asked her to explain, not mentioning that she looked like my old friend. My mother sighed and said she never wanted me to know. But our family had a dark past. The girl in the photo was Catherine, my mother's sister, who went missing when she was 10. No sign of her had ever been found, even after 20 years. It was suspected that a family member who committed suicide shortly after her disappearance was at fault. This fucked me up for a while, but I tried my best to move on. But then we had the wildfires that burned down most of the forest in our backyard. Thankfully, our house had minimal damage, but the forest was toast, literally. We decided to clear out the land, which resulted in a terrifying find. While digging up one of the tree trunks, one of the workers found bones. Human bones. The police were called, and they did their police stuff. They determined the body found belonged to Catherine. They determined she died after she went missing. Is that why Kay only wanted to play in the forest? 
could she not leave or did she want me to find her body? And if so, why didn't she tell me? This story comes from Beginning Nothing 722. Paranormal activity that's only getting more frequent. My husband, 29, and I, 25, have been living in the same townhouse apartment for four years. There have been some strange encounters over the years, but within the last year or so, it's become more frequent. I'm not sure what this thing is or if we're both just going crazy. 1. Three years ago is when it first started. First experienced by my husband. Our then two-year-old son had this little leapfrog scout toy. It's basically this stuffed dog that sings and helps little kids learn numbers and the alphabet, and can be programmed to say the kid's name. He had a bad habit of staying up well past his bedtime playing with it in his room. So we took it away each night, shut it off, and kept it in a closet downstairs until the next day or whenever he wanted to play with it again. Well, it'd been in the closet for a few days, and my husband was walking past it one night toward the kitchen. He heard the thing just say, Hello, from inside the closet. Our kids were in bed. I was upstairs working. He told me about it, and was a bit weirded out, but I didn't think much of it. There's a bunch of reports of kids' toys malfunctioning and stuff, you know? 2. Between 2019 and 2020, my husband and I have both heard footsteps and banging here and there. Neither of us thought much of that since we're connected to our neighbors on either side of us and share walls with them. Could easily be debunked as them being noisy. There were a couple of nights where it definitely sounded like our stairs were creaking, but I don't know. Our cat would also act really weird. Like, out of nowhere, she'd get spooked and arch her back and puff her tail up. And she hated going upstairs at night and would sit at the bottom of the stairs and just stare. 3. In 2021, we were under the threat of severe weather and tornadoes. We had a really bad tornado in 2020, and since then, I always prepare for severe storms by readying our safe room with shoes, a mini med kit, food, water, and stuff to cover our heads. Once our area was put under a tornado watch, I started prepping the safe room just in case it turned into a warning. It did. I got everything except my med kit, and was looking everywhere for it. I always keep it on a table right beside my desk in my bedroom at all times. I looked in closets, bathrooms, bedrooms, and my car just in case I left it in there when I went out of town. All over. Nowhere to be found. After our tornado warning was lifted and we came out of our space, I found the med kit in my bedroom, by my desk, exactly where I always kept it. I thought I was going crazy. 4. Late 2021 My husband was in our kitchen getting some water early one night. There's a wall right by our sink area, and when you round the corner, there's a short hallway that leads into our living room. 
he claimed to have seen someone peering around the corner at him from the corner of his eye. He said it looked kind of shadowy and about my height when I'm crouched down a bit, and I'm tall for a woman. When he turned, nothing, no one was there. He went into the living room thinking it was me and I was just messing with him and that I'd run and jump onto the couch, but I was again upstairs working. After that, I decided to buy a crucifix. We're both agnostic, but were raised in Christian families, so I guess there's still some sense of safety attached to the object from growing up that way. 5. A month or so later, I saw a shadow figure. I was laying on the couch, and my husband got up to go to the kitchen. A full minute later, I saw a shadow trail after him. My first thought was that it was our cat. She absolutely adored him and followed him pretty much everywhere. But I glanced down toward my feet and she was asleep at the other end of the couch. 6. Earlier this year, my husband and I were sitting on the couch talking one night. No TV going, no music. Just sitting and having a conversation. In the middle of him saying something to me, I heard a clear whisper say, Hey! Where his computer set up in the living room, about four feet from where I was sitting. I instinctively turned my head in the direction of the whisper. Nothing there, of course. And when I turned back to my husband, before I could even say anything, he said, Yeah, I heard that too. Weird. 7. This summer, I lost my wedding ring. I'd taken it off for something and had set it on the coffee table. I swore I put it back on when I was done. I didn't even notice it wasn't on my finger until I was getting ready for bed and started freaking out. It belonged to my grandmother, so I was more distraught about losing something of hers than anything. Same with the medkit situation. I looked everywhere. Even went out to the dumpster at 2am praying it hadn't slipped off when I threw the trash out. That same night, our cat ran away. So that was fun. I guess she somehow slipped out when I went out to the dumpster and didn't see her. She never returned, and we couldn't find her after searching for a month straight. But my husband found my ring in the middle of the kitchen floor three days later. Just laying there. 8. Jesus broke off my crucifix. I was sitting on my bedroom floor with my six-year-old daughter in my lap, brushing her hair after a shower one evening. My crucifix was laying flat on top of my bookshelf in front of us, where it remained for months. Out of nowhere, it just fell. But it didn't just fall. It was in the center of the bookshelf, nowhere near the edge. So it was like pushed and fell on the floor. Jesus came off, RIP. He is now held onto the crucifix with a hair tie wrapped around his abdomen. My husband now calls him bungee jumping Jesus. 9. A few other instances have followed with things being moved or thrown. A book off my other bookshelf. My son's little piggy bank he made on top of the fridge. This empty champagne bottle I keep full of cards from my friends, 
It was a champagne my husband and I drank to celebrate the publication of one of my books. The cards in it are congratulatory ones from friends. 10. Most recent, three or four nights ago. My husband and I were laying in bed, and we both heard a groan coming from the hall outside our bedroom door that we keep cracked open at night. It sounded either like a lower woman's or a higher man's voice. Couldn't tell. But it lasted only for a second and we both froze and listened for anything else. Allegedly, building 400 of our complex is haunted. There are people who've posted stuff about what happens there on our community's Facebook page. We are in building 300, but our buildings are connected. I've never been in building 400, nor have I spoken with anyone who lives in there. So I don't know for sure about any of that. This story comes from Bowler Beautiful 8504 Spirit Experiences Over the Years. I recently posted about the haunted house I lived in when I was a kid. After moving from that house, I realized I'm able to sense spirits around me. These are a few that have happened over the years. I don't really consider myself to be psychic or clairvoyant, but maybe I am. I'm not sure. I don't typically see spirits in the traditional sense. I have seen a couple physically in front of me, but the vast majority I see in my mind. I get a mental image of them, and I also can often sense their emotions at the time. Sometimes they try to communicate, but it's all telepathically. When I was in university, I was trying to find a class. The building I was in was old, and the room was supposed to be on the second floor. I went up the stairs, and as I walked toward one room in particular, I suddenly could see in my mind a soldier. He had short, dark hair and was dressed in an old-fashioned green uniform. He had a bayonet in his hand and was charging me. He was very upset I was there and was yelling at me. It scared the shit out of me. I turned and ran back down the stairs and ran out of the building. Months later, I had to go into the building again. Downstairs only. There was no way I was going back up there. I noticed a plaque embedded in the wall that said the building was dedicated to the soldiers who died in World War I. I had a part-time job at a conference center. Part of the building was an old house, and there was a story that it was haunted by a man. All I knew at the time is that some employees who worked at the front desk had reported seeing him over the years. One day, I was near the area where he had been seen before, and I had a mental image of the man. He was older, maybe in his 50s, and was dressed in what looked like old work clothes. He was balding and missing teeth. He reached into his pocket and showed me a pocket watch and smiled, as though he was amused. In my mind, it's like a camera zooming in and it zoomed in on the pocket watch. Then he put it back in his pocket and turned and walked away. After this, I was curious about the ghost story there and I looked into the man who supposedly haunts it. Turns out, 
He was actually accused of stealing a pocket watch and was hanged at the gallows, which at the time of his death had been located across the street. At one point, I was looking for a new place to live. There was an ad for a small bachelor apartment located near a friend of mine in an old house. When I went to look at the place, I could feel the spirit from the street. I still went in to take a look at the place, but I knew even before I walked into the door, I couldn't live there. The spirit there was a very stern Victorian woman. She was in a purple dress and she didn't really like me. She stood in the room the entire time looking at me disapprovingly while I was there looking at the place. The ad was for a sublet, and the woman who lived there currently was acting a bit weird, like she was desperate to get out of the place. I don't think the spirit liked her either. The spirit seemed like she had run a boarding house or something at one point and was very picky about whom she allowed to live there. There was no way I would ever live there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Haunted HTX Podcast. I want to thank I'm Not Named May, Beginning Nothing 722, and Bowler Beautiful 5804 for letting me read their stories. And as always to Oscar for the intro music. If you have a story you'd like to share for the podcast, please email me at hauntedhtx at gmail.com. Connect with us on social media, and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Finally, for whatever a platform allows you, please give a rating and a positive review so that more people can find us. That's all for now. Talk to y'all next week. Bye, y'all.